Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, one and all, to a very special emotional Sparta podcast. It is Wednesday night, April 11th. The We have some good news and some bad news. The bad is probably not that bad, and the good is probably not that good. But let's get started <laughs> with the somewhat bad news. The Minnesota Wild lost the first playoff game to, I believe they're called the Winnipeg Jets. John? Uh, yeah. John, John, you're live with Mr. Puck and Dr. Kreese. Uh, so we know the ins and outs of what happened today, but let's let's hear what you think what happened uh, at tonight's game. Well, it it's it's kind of a hard playoff series to get real excited about. Winnipeg's kind of a kind of a rival, kind of not, and they're just better at hockey than the Wild is. And then <laughs> I think since the last time we did a podcast, uh, the Wild lost their best defenseman for. The season and the off season and possibly the start of the next season with a with a freak broken leg, and so you you sort of everyone's looking at the wild and thinking they don't have much of a chance in this series. And game one did not go all that well. I at one point the the Jets had forty shots on goal and the Wild had eighteen or something like that. And even when the Wild pulled the goalie at the end and it was six on five, it looked kind of even. So I. They're gonna need, they're gonna need exceptionally exceptional goaltending to have a chance in this series, and they didn't. They got it at times tonight, but the winning goal that Winnipeg scored was a little bit of a soft one. So, my my optimism level is not, is not any lower than at the start of the night, but neither is it any higher. About what you expected. So was it? Did you say it was three two? And they were winning at one point, right? They were winning. They they scored a couple goals early in the third period, and that was real exciting. But you you didn't really expect the Jets to sit back and the Wild to be able to skate this one out. And it, I don't think they led for more than about three minutes. And Patrick Laine scored 155 goals for Winnipeg this year. Scored another one, and then Dubnik gave up a soft one, and that was that. Where does Winnipeg sit on the teams you hate the most ranking list? Um, are we talking across all sports or just in the NHL? Let's keep this contained to the NHL. I would say they are probably in the top. They're definitely in the top 10 teams I hate. Maybe in the top five teams I hate. Okay, that's good. So you're 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 able to summon some emotion here, right? No, there's <laughs> definitely a there's definitely a a simmering rage that oh, goes God. with this series, but it's, like always, 
it's yeah. I was gonna by, say <laughs> it's tempered by feeling like there's nothing on the line because the Wild are not favored to win. You're doing the perfect sports fan move. I mean, in this case, you're logically right, but just continue to convince yourself they don't have a chance. So then, either your team wins or you're right. You get something going for you, no matter what happens here. I tried to sort of throughout the first couple of periods. I tried to sort of stay detached, like oh, they kept it, you know, zero zero first period, and then they played better in the second period. Although they were behind at the end of the second period, uh, they played better, and I thought, well, you know, these Jets aren't superhuman. They're not some amazing team that the Wild can't play with. And then the third period started great, and then I got invested, and then things got rough real quick. John, I want to hate these Jets. Can you pass on some of your hatred tips to me so I can just be filled with rage and fury? Here is the best I've got so far. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you before I tell you what I'm going to tell you that it's not that good. Okay. here's, here's Here's what I started with. Winnipeg is very near Grand Forks, North Dakota. They're like... Only like two, three hours away from each other. Okay. And if you have a soul in your body, you'll hate the University of North Dakota. And so you can only assume that there is a fairly large crossover between University of North Dakota hockey fans and Winnipeg Jets fans. And if you start with that premise, it becomes very easy to quickly work up a seething rage against the Winnipeg Jets. Just imagine... People with like one of those half and half jerseys with uh, North Dakota's old racist logo on one side and the Winnipeg Jets on the other side. You're starting to hate them more now, aren't you? I am foaming at the mouth. Yep. I can tell by the tone of your voice. Rabid. I've gone rabid. So it's possible. It's possible to hate hate the Jets by the end of this series. I'm sure I will hate each, each and every one of them because that's the way playoff hockey works. I have been to Winnipeg, and it was a real armpit of a city. So right. That also it's well-known. Well-known to be the armpit of Canada. Now, Winnipeg Winni- had a team, and then they left, and then now they just got a team again. Is that right? That's more or less correct, yeah. except that it's they, been like six years since they got a team back. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. just in but, terms of like how long the Earth's been around. That's true. In... When when you look at the the millennia that the Earth has been existing, Winnipeg has just got their team back like ten minutes ago. And just to clarify, the Earth is about six thousand years old. We all agree. Yes, on that. we all agree on that. Science corner. <laughs> Science corner. Uh, hey, Mister Puck, did you watch any of the game? Um, I did. I watched. Um, it was like a two to one actually when I uh, tuned in, and then it was immediately three to two. So uh, that's oh. maybe, maybe maybe my fault. My um, sense is they were playing fire wagon hockey, and then they got away well, from the fire wagon actually, hockey, and that's when all hell broke loose. I think all all of the fire wagons were involved were in Pittsburgh tonight. Um, they I believe yeah. um I believe they hung the a league- touchdown on the Flyers. If I think John can back me up on that. Yeah, the league <laughs> quota of fire wagons was parked in Pittsburgh tonight. What happened so, in Pittsburgh? But- I'm sorry, I missed it. Uh, the uh, Penguins, I think the final was 7 nothing, wasn't it? So, yes, it was 7-0. I mean, Mr. Puck. Mr. Puck, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mr. Puck. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I watched a good chunk of it after, like, most of the third quarter, or period, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm a hockey guy. I can make up time yeah. and space. 
You um, can. I'm, I'm, I am really just marking time for my purge. They don't play until, I believe, tomorrow night. So, um, And I'm really keeping an eye on the Golden Knights. That's the team I fear the most for my purds. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, it was a tough break for the Wild, but as John said, they're, you know, kind of, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough road to hell for um, my second favorite hockey team, and I just uh, I wish them the best. But man, it's it's going to be hard. And you wish I don't all think the win- best to the the I second and, best uh, state and, of hockey. Yeah, and second, the Winnipeg Folk Festival state. has been booking substandard acts for years. They've been skating by on their reputation for attracting the best in folk and rock music for their folk festival and. Now this, I think they get like three fifths of the bare naked ladies, and the blues traveler guy, and he just sends mean tweets instead of plays his fucking yeah. harmonica. He's not even, so he's not even playing music; he's just eating a meatball sub. He eating the meatball sub and sending mean tweets. Anyone who mentions him on Twitter, it's really weird. So, so your full festival Quite is the- substandard Winnipeg. So deal with that. Deal with that. No one denies this. Uh, Jonathan, who no scored for the for our hometown five tonight? Uh, Matt Cullen and Zach Parisi got the two goals. Why why are we recapping the box score here? Do I need to get the times of the goals out too? John, how many? What were the penalty minutes compared? <laughs> to, to, I don't know, John. I, I know this is a big game. I know our our listener cares, and uh, I just want to make sure that we get through every single nook and cranny of this of this game. So let me right. ask you now: They're down one zip. Do they play? They play another game in Winnipeg. Is that right? Yep, they 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 play again in Winnipeg on Friday, and then they're back home Sunday. I think I saw the um, the odds before the series was something like two to one that the that Winnipeg I think was going to win. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so now it's probably like eighty percent or seventy seven or something like that. Yeah, it's probably so. Never say never. Yeah. Are you going to be going to one of the home games? No, I won't be. I have. I have a family and not enough money to afford to go to a wild playoff game. If you felt like getting into the game, how much would a ticket like that cost, do you think? Like, how crazy are fans this year of, like, it's going to be many, many, many hundreds of dollars? Or are people just like... No, I don't think it'll be many hundreds of dollars. I would be somewhat surprised if it wasn't $100. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... I would be somewhat surprised if it was under 100 for a regular season game. I mean, they're pretty spendy tickets. I'm constantly shocked at how much wild tickets got. So for some reason, I don't know when this happened, and I'm going to sound like an old fogey here, so forgive me. But at some point, I got the idea in my head that all sports tickets should cost no more than $18, unless it was for a baseball game, in which case they should cost $6. $6. And that's To me, I feel the same way as you. For some reason, that $6 I, baseball yeah. ticket is stuck in my head. And so I'm constantly frustrated when I go to buy tickets for any game in town. We're talking Saints. We're talking high school soccer. You end up at a high school soccer game. It costs $9 to get in. And I'm just furious all the time because I think, oh, I should go to a wild game. I probably got 40 bucks for a couple of tickets. Let's just take a look here. And every <laughs> ticket in the arena costs $83 for a nothing game against the Arizona Coyotes on a Tuesday night in January. Yeah. There's, there's tickets just, for like 60 yeah. and then there's an asterisk and it's like, but you're selling concessions. Right. <laughs> you're working the game. You're working. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're mopping the locker room with this ticket. So I I guess what I'm saying is if you go to StubHub right now, you can fact check my ticket prices, but it's clear that I have no idea what things cost. Yes, it is clear. It's quite clear. 
Okay, so the takeaway for you is sort of the shrug emoji to this game. I mean, it's a bummer, but it was kind of expected. Well, and losing, you're on the, have... losing on the road in Winnipeg is not a great team. I just i I was hoping for a more even game overall, and so well, I'm a little I, I'm not too optimistic right now. Yeah, that's fair. It's totally fair. Uh, okay, should we? Are you all hockeyed out? I'm ready. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, who wants to who wants to talk about this next game? Hey, I, I don't even know. Um, I don't even know what to where to start with this. Do you start? So, um I think we should actually I should be the uh the moderator here and uh, say, "Hey, Brandon, what do you yeah. think of the Timberwolves ending their um 13 14 year playoff drought? Uh so I've been going back and forth since I could see for two weeks now, it's been very obvious what was going to happen. They were going to have to beat Denver, not two weeks, but something like that. They were going to have to beat Denver, and they were going to end up either being the eighth seed or out of the playoffs. And if they win, they're in the playoffs, super fun. Uh, and then they're going to get absolutely fucking piss pounded by the Rockets. They're going to lose <laughs> by fifty every single game, and it'll be embarrassment. And we'll be a sh- we'll be just so ashamed of ourselves for spending even a minute watching playoff basketball. That's on door A. Door B, uh, or door two, one and two, let's do that, um, is they miss the playoffs, and it's like one of the most frustrating experiences as a fan in many years, but they get a first-round pick, and then Tibbs' seat gets, like, warm. It gets warm. I don't think it was going to get hot, but it'd be... The heaters would be on in the car, and you would know. It'd be, like, on the highest setting of of heater. Uh, But you wouldn't get to watch playoff basketball. I have been, like... 60 40 on the on the side of not getting in purely for the Tibbs hot seat thing because I don't like him at all. So, of course, they won tonight, and of course, they're the eighth seed, and of course, they're going to have to play the Houston Rockets, and of course, they're going to lose every game by 50. That said, uh, playoff basketball will be, I mean, it, it will be fun, right? Someone help of me course. out. Of course. I mean, I feel playoffs. like it's fucking awesome. I feel like tonight was your fun. A little bit. Yes, you're right. Tonight was the was the fun. You know what this yeah, reminds me of a little bit? You remember a few years ago, the game 163 with the Twins and the Tigers when Alexi Casilla singled holding Carlos Gomez and Gomez scored the run and then jumped 400 feet into the air and actually flew into the second deck at the Metrodome? That game? Uh, yep. <laughs> it was yep. an amazing game and an amazing experience, and yet through the whole game you knew that if the if the Twins did win – they were going to play the Yankees in the playoffs and they were going to get pounded. And that's exactly what happened. Like that game was amazing. And then it ended. And it was like, wow, they are going to get killed in the playoffs. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, that's exactly right. Tonight was the was the peak of the season, I suppose. Yeah. And that's fine. So the game was an absolute roller coaster to begin with, which is not good for the old ticker, for anybody's ticker, even healthy people. Um, it was just a nightmare. It was exactly the game that you... I mean, they were up by 10 at one point, actually a few times, and I never once felt like they were going to win the game. Just such a uh, Timberwolves fan and so used to it now that they were up by four like in overtime. And I was like, hmm, I wonder... How do they blow this? Do they give up a three and then they miss a free throw? I bet there's going to be a weird turnover and an inbounds pass. Just continuing to kind of play out the... I was like a beautiful mind guy in his shed trying to play out the scenarios of how they're still going to somehow lose this game. So it's very surprising that they didn't lose it. Um, I think I, I think they had a more enjoyable game if they'd sort of... If it had been like two heavyweights trading blows down the stretch, but... It really was like two 65-year-old professional wrestlers in the hall. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was like oh, two, two senior crazy. citizens getting like really angry at each other at a mall walk. They right. just couldn't <laughs> do anything right. The last two minutes of regulation were just some of the worst basketball you're going to witness outside of any random college game. Yeah. It was just, there was they, the shot selection was horrifying. Oh, I think. I mean, um, they tried to give the game away. Eight really ten did. possessions, uh, probably. You guys point, are familiar. With, yeah, are you I familiar with Carl Anthony Towns? Are you familiar with that player? <laughs> yeah. He touched the last time he touched the ball in regulation time was like with six minutes left. I Their saw best that player. Stat. Did not. And yes, I know one. Jimmy Butler. I know Jimmy Butler. Whatever. But yeah, yeah. I think we need to mention. I think we need to make special mention of the possession the Timberwolves had with less than a minute left in the game. The game on the line where Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins stood on one side of the floor, and on the other side, Jeff Teague and Taj Gibson ran a little two-man game and got a terrible shot. Yeah, like just, how could that happen? Oh my god! Or how about the they had like twenty-five seconds left in the shot clock. They were going to get a shot off with like five seconds left to win it. And Butler, for some reason, just stands at the top of the key until there was two seconds left and then has to run around, looks like a dad ball shot from 24 <laughs> feet, a crazy fadeaway. And then Taj makes that great defensive play, somehow knocks the ball out of uh, Jokic's hand. And they have 1.6 seconds. And all they get is a like a half-court fadeaway from Jamal Crawford. Yeah, it wasn't even – it was really just like a two-handed <laughs> shovel at the basket. Yeah, it was like underhand somehow. And I totally understand the thing that fans do, and we do it just as much as anybody, is we, like, don't credit that there's another team on the floor trying to stop them from doing things. Like, I get that, but there's no way – I mean, I feel like a, you could have grabbed a high school coach out of the stands and had him come down and drop a better play than – Here's what we're going to do. We're going to end up with Crawford shooting it, like going out of bounds back toward his bench. Did they think there was like 0.4 seconds left? Yeah, like literally just throwing the ball up somewhere near the free throw line and hoping one of your guys could catch it and shoot mm -hmm. it would have been a far better play than would have been better. the ball to Jamal yeah. Crawford and just letting him whip the ball <laughs> to basket. Oh, God, they just tried to give it away so much, and then somehow they didn't. I don't know. It was bad. So no. But then it, but then it was good. They yeah. failed to lose. Somehow. I don't know how that happened, but they uh, but they did it. Uh, they're still um, probably the biggest source of frustration in my life, even though I, bear, I, don't, I try not to even pay that much attention to them because I know that they are. 
right. so <laughs> at least uh, the only saving grace now is this is really the first time this season where they have no expectations anymore, so they can't annoy me in that way. Right. It's true. Because they were really good, and then Butler went down. That's bad luck. But then they played a bunch of shitty teams that sh- they should have beaten anyway, and uh, and they lost a few of those crazy games. And they've just been continued underachievers all season. So now they can just do whatever the fuck they want, and no one's going to be surprised. They can lose by 50 legitimately every game, and you go, yeah, that's they about are- right. It's they are the number. They are the number fifteen seed that's in the Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. They're just happy to be there, and that's, that's their expectation I mean, should not be any higher than that. It it's sad though because you went into the season and for so long this season it was like, well, maybe they could get the number three seed, they could get the number four seed, and it just dropped all the way to being cannon fodder in the first round. It, I still, I still want Tom Thibodeau punished for this punished so badly punished but that's not that's not going to happen the for sure narrative already is that Butler got injured otherwise they would have been a three seed and Thibodeau's punishment is that he doesn't like get to start his offseason early and I assume just from the looks of him he spends his off season like selling fraudulent insurance policies. That's he's <laughs> got. Sure. He's just always sweating. He's like in a he's like in a room lit by one dim forty watt bulb with no windows on the phone, the, just selling 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 insurance. Just immediately has a mustache. Yep. Just sweat, sweat pouring off his brow. Pager. Yep. <laughs> smoking cigarettes, yelling at his assistant named like Claudia. Or- uh, Claudia. Claudia! Claudia! Rotate! Just, just <laughs> screaming. So I feel Bullshit. bad for him because that, that's like a week and a half that he can't spend his time doing what I imagine he was born to do. What he so, really loves doing. Yeah, it's just what, yelling. Yeah. Impotent just yelling. People. Yes. He, he was born to be a gym teacher at an underserved high school. There's, <laughs> there's no other job for it. Yeah. Oh man. Well, it was a very exciting game, I suppose. Uh frustrating and whatnot, but uh yeah, good. So they're going to be in the playoffs here in a, a few days. I don't I don't think the schedule's come out yet. I'm sure it's come out by the time anybody's listening listening to this. And they will mm-hmm. be gigantic underdogs and um the narrative for this year will be they had terrible luck with with Butler going down. And that's the way it's going to end. But- there will be very little I have probably zero accountability on tips. That's probably Which the saddest part of the, the whole season, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and there's I other things that were sad, that. like like Wiggins. All of a sudden, is he was not good every other year, and now he's way worse. That's another thing that's a little concerning. But, yeah, that's uh, not good. But, but at least yeah. they're on the hook for 150 million. So that's yeah, they only owe know. him 150 million dollars. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. So, and he's untradeable. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it, that's that's bad. That's not good. Let's look on. Um, let's look on the bright side. There's probably no way that Tibbs can bring in Joakim Noah for next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. That probably can't happen. We're almost positive that Luol Deng is too expensive right. to make a trade. We're almost positive of that. We're not entirely positive, but almost positive. Brad Miller. Is he a possibility? Uh, He's been retired for seven years, but... 
Maybe. There's no other white whale out there for him, right? He's got all of his guys. Got Rose, yeah. got Butler, he got Taj, and he got Aaron Brooks. Nate Robinson. He's going to bring in <laughs> Nate Robinson next year. That's the only other guy I can think of. Uh, as okay, my, well. As my brother Dave never tires of pointing out, the, the, the Chicago Bulls basically burned their franchise down to the rafters and then covered the rafters in battery acid and put the whole thing in a nuclear waste dump just to get rid of Tibbs. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, well, it'll be interesting to see to what lengths we will go in about two or three years just to get rid of Tom Thibodeau out of the Minnesota Timberwolves. We've made this point before, and I'll say it again. We happen to be four drunk idiots who are right about everything and can see the future. Mm-hmm. It's This is going to end so poorly. <laughs> there is no, there's no way that this ends three years from now. They've been, you know, like a three or two or three seed or whatever, and they're all coming into their own. And then he's like, you know what? I just got to take some time away, and I'm leaving good hands. And now I'm gonna, you know, appoint my successor and ride out into the sunset and while screaming at Claudia on the phone. Like that's not gonna happen. It's gonna end real, real poorly, and we're gonna be the one sitting here like, well, yeah. He's a bad person. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's... So we got that going for us. But in the meantime, playoffs. That'll be fun. And the playoffs uh, overall are going to be really, really awesome for the NBA. I won't go into the NBA because I know that's very boring uh, for everybody. But, John, let me quickly go back to the NHL. Are the playoffs this year super exciting? What's going on Like just for intrigue with for fans? Yeah, I think I think the playoffs are pretty good this year. There's a couple of good first round series. Um, there's always the the Vegas story out west. That's always interesting. The Toronto Boston series out east should be pretty fascinating. Uh, obviously, having Pittsburgh and Philadelphia play each other is sort of the league's dream because they love nothing more than to put the Penguins and the Flyers on TV, and even better, yeah, if they're cool. playing each other. And as Stu's purds, I, I think pretty much everybody in the league is hoping that the Jets can hurry up and win their series and the Predators can hurry up and win their series so we can get on to the Jets-Predators series in the second round. Oh, God, it's going to be so series. good. So good. Um, obviously, we we here at Sportive Headquarters are hoping for that to be a wild purge series, but... Yeah, well... That seems somewhat unlikely, but yeah, ifs and buts, candy and nuts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and so forth. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John, I um, just looking something up, and maybe you've already mentioned this. Uh, what do you think uh, Vegas thinks the number one team most likely uh, to win the Stanley Cup is? Um, if they don't think Nashville, they're wrong. It's 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 Stu's Perds. Yep, best odds right now. Plus three fifty. Number two, Damn John. Right. Uh, number two, I would say is probably Tampa Bay. God, you are brilliant. And that's he coming from Doctor Crease, so I know yeah. what I speak. Yep. And then number three, Bruins, and number four, the Golden Knights. That is just mind-boggling. The Vegas Golden Knights, right? Has that gotten mm-hmm. any? Less insane. They opened up at plus twenty thousand. Now they're plus seven hundred. Well, I mean, the thing about Vegas is they're they're the number one seed in the Pacific Division, and it's an amazing story. But they're also the number one seed that everyone is picking to lose in the first round of the playoffs. So mm-hmm. they 
they still they still can legitimately claim that no one believes in them. No respect at all from the number yeah. one seed, despite winning their division about three months ago. They're still right. they're still sort of disrespected. Maybe I'm just I, it might be it might be affected a little bit that the the Wild beat them every time they played them this year. So mm. maybe mm-hmm. I'm maybe I'm being more disrespectful than I should be to. Vegas as, as well, but I, 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 I think that they're. Everyone looks at them and say that was an amazing season, but now they've got to go through an actual playoff run. So we'll see. They got three veteran teams in their division for the playoffs, so it'll. It's an interesting contrast, I guess. Right, won't be boring. Well, very cool. Uh, I could. Okay, so I think that's enough NHL NBA talk. Y'all have anything else on your minds? Um, I, you guys, think, I know we're. Oh, you go, John. I think Fernando Rodney is going to kill me. Yeah, yeah. That's that was that was actually going to be my thing. I did not see the game. Could did either of you watch the? Uh, I just found out that um, our, our, the Fernando Rodney experience really was a real roller coaster today. Apparently, um, besides oh. blowing a seven run lead, um, he didn't blow all seven runs of it. But uh, nope. I heard it was memorable. It's it's going to be this way every time. It doesn't matter whether he has a one run lead or an eleven run lead. When when Fernando Rodney comes into the game, the Twins have an equal chance of winning any of those games. Somewhere around seventy three percent. It doesn't. It just does not matter the game states or any of that. Fernando Rodney is, is going to find a way to have the time run on second base. He will out. find a way. Yeah. yeah. No, he's driven. Yeah, um, he's be- that's better than Ron Davis. I'll give him that much, but not much better. So far, <laughs> so far, it's 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 funny because the twins, the twins off season, everyone, everyone sort of lauded all of these moves, whether it was signing Logan Morrison or rebuilding the bullpen, and all of this happened. But like the first thing they did was sign Fernando Rodney at the age of forty one to be their closer, and you would have thought that maybe as Greg Holland went unsigned for a while and stuff like that. They'd think, well, well, let's try again. We can do better than Fernando right. Rodney. But they just sort of stuck with it. And I don't, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be, mean, it's going to be deathly. It's going to be a long year. Well, it for sure seems like the super smart guy move to have your best reliever be the, you know, the guy that comes in on the high leverage situations and you bring in Rodney for two run leads and you think, well, it's in the beginning of time, no matter who you throw out there, they win 95% of those games. It doesn't really change when you've got a closer or not. But they are really testing that theory <laughs> in real time right now right. to the, yeah. It's very risky. But they we won. may all die. They, yeah, they, they did take two out of three from the defending champions. I mean, yeah. that's good. Um, they did it in atrocious weather, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that's replicable when the p- players can actually feel the ball in their hands? So I, yeah, right. I don't. Know. But, well, um, and yeah. uh, I think I think Buxton has his OPS over four hundred already. That's great <laughs> oh, because I don't think that happened sweet. last year until what, like mid July, and then he was the yeah. greatest player of all time after that. So hopefully he gets True. started a little bit sooner this year. Yeah, I think, I think jo- Morrison. I think Joe Mauer is today. legitimately leading the league in OPS right now. Joe Mauer yeah, is mean, great. Logan Morrison is not. No. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, most of the online comments about Maurer are pretty, the criticisms are pretty muted right now. They're saving so their energy. I, yeah, they aren't telling him to kill himself at the normal <laughs> rates of most online comments, which is nice. I think that's that's good. That seems yeah, I mean, they still are, per- but just not as... Oh, yeah, they are, but they're keeping it offline right now, so, <laughs> so which is good. That's some personal growth for uh, local uh, trolls who don't understand baseball. Let me ask you a question. Do you think this is going to be a good year for baseball or a bad year for baseball overall? I'm going to say a good um, year because there were two bench-clearing brawls today. Oh, there were? Good. Sweet. There was a, um, there was an there was an okay one where somebody threw behind Nolan Arenado in, in Colorado. But then there was an excellent one between the Red Sox and the Yankees. I did see this clip. It was excellent. Oh, really? I concur. Yes. It was. Well, good. There's nothing better than a pitcher who throws a 98-mile-an-hour fastball right into a guy's ribs, and then when he throws the bat like a baby, he just waves him out to the mound and says, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. It's a really, I mean, a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. That's just going to that's gonna break some bones. And then the dude came out, and I think he got punched a couple times. He did. I feel like there's something that's unfair about that whole thing. I mean, charging the mound is a really tough thing because the pitcher's on, as mentioned, a mound. He's on a mound waiting for you to try to run up it. Doesn't really work. And the batter loses that almost every time, right? Yeah. Like in the Arenado one, he was charging the mound, but the pitcher threw his glove at him while he was oh, getting close. So classic. then that, that really broke his momentum, and so it sort of petered out into nothing. It's just so such a hard thing as a, as a hitter, I'm guessing. I've never charged the mound. Um, I've for sure thrown at dudes a lot because uh, I'm an idiot. But if you're a hitter, you get pelted with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, and you're just like, well, now what? I can't do anything because he has to know running out there like I'm – this I'm going to lose this battle. There's a bunch right. of fielders sprinting at me. This dude's got a glove. He might do the glove toss. He might come running down. He could kick me pretty easily. There's a million different ways for this to go. Almost all of them end with me being embarrassed. But you just got pelted with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. You got to do something. Right. There was the move one time when Torrey Hunter found the ball and chucked it back at the guy. <laughs> that, that was, was really the funny. Abs- that was the best <laughs> Hunter got suspended for like five games and it was totally <laughs> worth it because it was just the most fair way of going. It was exactly what would happen is if somebody drilled you with a fastball on the playground, like, well, yeah. I'm sorry. You get to, he gets to drill you with a fastball. Now. The one thing that I'm surprised has not been a slightly more common is the, and this is risky because it could fall into the assault territory. So we want to be careful here, but the, uh, the sort of, Get hit with the with the ball, and while still in the batter's box, uh, like frisbee your bat at the pitcher, just like really chuck right. it at him because I think it could hurt him, but it wouldn't ever like actually cause any more damage than the ninety eight mile per hour fastball. And at that point, you can't bring the bat out there. That's again, that's assault, and uh, you're going to be kicked out of the league forever. But there's something there, I think that I mean, because guys are getting into bat flips. They're really a little bit more conscious of their bat movement. They may be able to tomahawk a bat out there someday. That would be interesting to me. I'm sure you can duck it pretty easily, but it still would be a couple seconds there where the pitcher's like, oh, fuck. It would be be worth it just to see 
the the reactions of old school baseball media types. <laughs> yeah. Who are like, oh, somebody gets hit with a ba- hit, hit with a fastball. That's totally fine. Throw the bat at him. Throw that man in prison. Yo, whoa, whoa, that's uncouth. Lock him that's, up. Where's the decorum? <laughs> this is a game with unwritten rules. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel bad for the dude who gets pelted on purpose and it hurts so badly, and then just be like, "Why? Well, I'm embarrassed." And you get hit so hard that everyone knows that you want to do something about it. The manly thing to do, or like the adult thing to do, is just take take first. But that's no fun. I'm, so I guess they're I'm, probably just going to continue uh, running out there and being embarrassed somehow. I'm genuinely glad that I did not play baseball long enough to ever get in a bench-clearing brawl because I would have probably ended up in prison. Because... Even when I'm watching bench clearing brawls on television, I'm far more hyped up than I should be, and I'm just ready to go out. I'm just ready to go out and punch somebody in the face. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I I don't react that way during hockey fights. I don't particularly like boxing. Is weird. MMA is. I just I can't watch it. But a baseball brawl, I'm just I'm absolutely all there for a baseball brawl. Well, the stakes are really low, obviously. Right. There's not much that's going to happen. It's uh, The adrenaline gets up just because there's one dude chasing after another dude, which is just biologically speaking as human beings, that's a weird thing. Yep. Uh, and then it's also the, the best element of the whole thing is just the confusion part of it. Because right. it's just a dude running in, in a field toward another guy and a bunch of other guys start running and we have no idea how this is going to play out. We pretty much know because we've seen it all happen, oh, but... Yeah. They never started kissing. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. They just start making out. (laughs) Come on. Kiss. 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 Come on. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) So most of them are ridiculous, but every once in a while you get the Pedro throwing down Zimmer. uh, And that was more confusing uh, than anything. But, yeah, they're very odd. Yeah, and then, like, the Yankees-Red Sox one – you got both of the bullpens running in, which usually, I mean, it makes a little bit of sense, but the bullpens at Fenway Park are right next to each other, 450 feet away from the plate in right field. So you've got like two pitchers who run a lot, who are <laughs> sprinting in, and then there's a whole bunch of people just jogging, and it's like next to each other. Yeah, It's not right. like two groups coming together. It's just like this whole group of pitchers jogging in together because you know you're supposed to. But I'll, I mean, if you're going to do something, they could just turn around and fight in right field and then save everybody the running. But that's not yeah. really what it's there for. You got to everybody's trying to be the 23rd man into this brawl and pretend to hold somebody else back. Well, there's a zero percent chance these guys in the bullpen are actually angry. Right. And there's a pretty good chance that someone in the one bullpen knows a guy from the other bullpen because they went to college together or in the minor leagues or trained together in the offseason. So I have to imagine there's some pretty classic conversations on that jog in of like, oh, can you believe this bullshit? What's your strategy going into this thing? You're just going to grab somebody or, hey, how are the kids? You know, that sort of stuff because they're not mad. It's not possible. Right. Except there's always there's often one just hothead. Who's sprinting in from the bullpen, just ready to absolutely lay away. But it's like a 150 yard dash, and so by so the time tired. he get by yeah. the time he gets there, not only is he tired, all the fighting is done. 
yeah. but he just absolutely wants to go nuts. So then everything kicks off again. Oh God, <coughs> unbelievable! Well, yeah, you're right though, John. That was an excellent, excellent brawl tonight. So that will help baseball. And yep. uh, the uh, I don't even know how to say his name. The Angels, the new Babe Ruth. Uh, Shohei Otani. Otani. Uh, so that's good for baseball. That's going to be really incredible that's great to for watch baseball. him this year. Boy, it yeah. must be fun um, to be an Angels fan. Like, your team started out with Mike Trout, who's the best <laughs> baseball player ever. Uh-huh. And then they sign this other guy who turns out to be somehow – in a different way, the best baseball player <laughs> yeah. ever. He also pitches. <laughs> I mean, granted, the rest of their roster, I think it's just yeah. You know, it's Albert Pujols it, striking out thirty nine. It's Albert Albert <laughs> Pujols is making more money than those guys combined by quite a lot. I think right. Um, and I think the other twenty two guys are like Darren Erstad cloned. Right. It's just a yeah, bunch Sean of fucking Sager, Mariners fans. Figgins is still on the squad. Got to him. Got yeah. him. Yep. Dave Henderson. <laughs> Mark Mark Langston is still oh, running out. Yeah. Love Langston. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, who the fuck? I mean, I so that part, like, there's some really good, exciting players. The downside is I feel like, what, a full third of the teams this year are not even trying. They're just straight tanking, right? At least that was the count before the season. So, I don't know. I think it'll hopefully be a good year. As long as everyone tries hard and does their best, I think everybody you've turned... It is is a little bit annoying. We'll all be winners. It is a little Mm -hmm. bit annoying that in in some way, the Dodgers are amazing and the Angels are amazing and all of their games start long after I've gone to bed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. And that yeah, means, like, you know, the fun. MVP will go to, like, you know, Boston's fourth starter or something because the East Coast bias is so goddamn pronounced. Right. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's the downside is that the Yankees are really freaking good and so are the Red Sox. And... I hate it. Ugh. Yeah, hate it. I hate hate it that so a lot. It's so, been nice yep. to see Giancarlo Stanton strike out 150 times in the first. That's fun. Of the season. It's quite yeah, a he's, he, he might catch up to Sano by the end of the year. <laughs> Yeah, Oof, that's that's too on the nose, too. Too soon. I know. Too soon. We're too not soon. ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a quick note here uh, on a personal front. Um, if you're listening to this Thursday during the day, uh, I'm going to be on the beer show on 1500 ESPN with friend of the program, Holly Manti, who's also my boss. I think people know that. Um talking about uh, Rising North, the official beer of the Minnesota United. They come back. They're back in action this week after a week off, John. Um, and they're not playing here, which is good, because there's going to be a foot and a half of fucking snow. So that's good. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think it's on at 6. And I'm, um, this is like a 95% sure thing that I'm, we're going to be on. But maybe Royce will run long, you know. Yelling about Fulda Town Ball or something. So, um, but <laughs> yeah. Sounds, so if you, right, yeah. if for some reason you like me at the sound of my voice, but on AM radio, um, Holly and I are going to be on that show tomorrow, and I believe it's podcastable if you're not within Ooh, the metro 6 area. Six p.m. So. Thursday, April twelfth. Six p.m. Six p.m. Thursday, April twelfth. Fifteen hundred ESPN. Fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. 
are you guys hosting the show or is someone else hosting no we the are show guests. guests we're guests of i think uh, chris reavers runs the show and there's a couple other beer focused dudes and uh holly and i are stepping in because omar can't do it basically so so we're oh, uh not bad understudies we're the, uh, Steve, we're the relievers like, yeah are you a little nervous because you're a you're a podcast superstar everyone knows this mm-hmm. but different medium, now you have though. to go on terrestrial radio and you're not mm-hmm. allowed to say say the f word are you nervous yeah, I, about um, this I'm not really because I've I've been on uh, the fan before with bonus and that that turned out fine. So um, I can and once you're in a studio, it's weird. It's like you feel like oh crap, this is like real. This is actually happening. People are going to hear this. So you just kind yeah. of you know I'm not I'm not in like you know my you know office uh, talking to my friends on a computer. Um, connection. This is more. The beauty of the podcast well. is that it's very mm. easy to imagine that no one will ever hear what we say. It's <laughs> it true. Is. I convinced myself of it five seconds before we press record every single show. Yep. No one yes. cares about this. I'll say what I want. Mm-hmm. So, Stu, so, let me ask you: Will phone yeah. lines be yeah. open? Pardon me. Will phone lines be open on your show? Can I we call don't them? think they. I don't think they take calls. But you know, if you listen live, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will. I really I, don't know. That would that would I be pretty cool, why honestly. You shouldn't just call the studio. I mean, it would not? be amazing if if chicken if chicken fingers called in. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to have the dump button ready. But oh God, yeah, that would be amazing. There's they they have to have his number blocked. <laughs> he would think. <laughs> no I think Roycey has said Roycey has said one too many mean things about Gopher hockey for them to ever <laughs> yeah. let anybody from south of the river call in. And they got uh, it, yeah, that, they that got it programmed no into the caller ideas asking questions, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> potential bomb threat. <laughs> okay, well, good luck um, to you, good, sir. Yeah. Uh, try to get a little sportive yeah, shout you. out going if you can. Oh yeah, I will. Yeah, I think I will. I will. Please remind me tomorrow. So mm-hmm, I, I will mm-hmm. try to do. I'll be plugging already. So what's one more plug? Yeah, yeah. What's one more plug? Very true. All right. Any uh, parting words? Nope. I'm. I think I'm good. I think it was a pretty good day overall for for the sports scene. Pretty good day for sports. Pretty good day. And I mean, it sucks that the Wild lost, but I think there's a lot of like John said, the writing is on the wall. It sucks that you know they're hurt. The other team's better, and bad things just seem to happen. And the Wolves are going to probably get absolutely pasted. And But the Twins are going to be okay, probably. So, True. Yep. Hooray. Agreed. Agree with all that. Yeah. John, um, John I, hope the, you, uh... I hope you feel better, John. Yeah. Um, once again, I'm, my voice is remarkably unlistenable, and I'd say I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do about it, so... Nah. Um, about it. I think what I'm hoping for this weekend is that, you know, the Wild, maybe they win game two, maybe they lose game two, but what I want is for game three, they come out at home wearing old-school North Stars jerseys. And then yeah. <laughs> I think they'll win the series. And they're named the North Stars. And they're named the North Stars. Yep. And Gary yep. Bettman never happened. And, and, yeah, that, like, there's a little clause in his contract where if they pull that move, he's now not commissioner anymore. It's like, whoa, right. what? In the bylaws, I didn't even read the fine print. Oh, my God. Exactly. 
There's yeah. a lot that has to happen, but I think it can. I believe. Could, you got to believe. Yep. Okay, that's all I had too. So let's uh, let's call her a day. Already. Okay. Bye, goodbye. everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yep. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.